What's up, guys? It's Denise Salcedo. Welcome to my post show for NXT TakeOver 31. And guys, this was probably, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, one of the best WWE pay-per-views this year. And by far, probably one of the best pay-per-views overall in wrestling for 2020. I loved tonight's show, guys. So today, I'm pretty much going to be marking out for like every single match that happened on today's show. But honestly, I just thought today was so, so good. And so today, I'm going to be recapping each and every single match that went down here tonight, talking about the things that we love, some of the things that we did, and although there wasn't much that we did not love, and just kind of go from there. So it's going to be a really good time. If you guys are in here, thank you so much for coming on to the show. If you're new, thank you so much for being a new face. If you're a regular, Thank you for coming back because that means a lot if you come back here. Um, guys, also, I will be going ahead and reading comments. This is a very interactive show. So if you guys want to get your input in on anything that you guys thought about today's event, go ahead and send in any comments or any Super Chats. BTW, if you do send in any Super Chats, just know that they are very much greatly appreciated. And we're actually going to kick it off with our first Super Chat of the evening. And it is from Jobber JTJ. Thank you so much jobber jtj for kicking us off here with our super chats he says this takeover didn't have a lot of story going but man did it have stories coming out halloween havoc uh, storm ember and ridge head over to xander's channel as i made my first appearance on dwo army yes if you are in the stream you are officially a part of the denny's world order army that's definitely for sure but i think jobber jtj brought up a really good point here and he said this takeover didn't have a lot of story going in but man did it have a lot of stories coming out i think that nxt takeover not only did a great job of putting really great back-to-back -back matches but it did a really good job at doing a lot of surprises really pushing forward like i'm excited to watch nxt on wednesday night like Honestly, it made me really excited just to kind of see where the direction of NXT is going, especially with the return of Ember Moon, of Tony Storm, what the, how they ended off the night with Ridge Holland. I mean, there was so much to love about this show that just really made you excited about the products going forward. Uh, we have some more Super Chats. God, you guys are so awesome. Uh, we have one here from Sam Pyboon. Sam, thank you so much for sending in a Super Chat. You are incredible. Uh, Sam says, who do you want to become NXT Women's Champion, Ember Moon or Tony Storm at NXT Halloween Havoc? If we are going to have a new NXT Women's Champion, I would, from these two options, I would like Tony Storm just because I've always been a really big fan of Tony Storm. But guys, the women's wrestling division in WWE just is so, so grand. They have so much talent. It's ridiculous. Like, it's ridiculous. I can't complain about anybody having the bout because just everybody that's there is so talented. But I am a big fan of Tony Storm. And I'll talk more about her as we get into her portion of the show. And thank you so much to Chris DeZuba, who also sent in a super chat and says, Woot! Amber Moon is back. Yes, Amber Moon is back, guys. And she is coming back out of, out of, you know, an injury that is not very easy to come back from, guys. It is a really hard one to get over. So it's very exciting to sort of see her come back, especially this nice, you know, promotion that she got coming into her return. And she looked really, really awesome tonight. And I'll have a picture later on to show up on here on the stream. Uh, but let's go ahead and move on. Let's see what some of you guys are saying here. Uh, Caroline God says, I expect NXT to bring back Unforgiven, No Way Out, Judgment Day, Vengeance, any of the past pay-per-views. Adam Zimmer says, 
why have they seemingly changed Ember's theme gimmick just before Halloween Havoc? Old Ember would have been perfect for that show. You know what? I just really love what they did with Ember, so I can't complain too much. Jobber JTJ says, give me EO versus Tony versus Ember. I can't argue on that one at all. A Shook, A Shock says, WWE has the talent, but NXT has the best booking. You know what? I won't argue there, but I do have to say that SmackDown has been doing a really great job as well. I mean, we have been nonstop talking about Jey Uso, Roman Reigns, and I'm really excited to see what they're going to be doing with the draft because I do feel we're going to get a lot of new surprises, so that should be a really good time as well. But overall, there's a lot of things to be excited about in the world of wrestling. So guys, let's go ahead and dive into the show. We are going to go chronologically, so if you're watching and you want to know when I'm going to get to the match that we're going to be talking about, we're going chronologically, but before we get started on the first match of the night, we do have to talk about Capital Wrestling Center. So this is the new, you can say, Thunderdome, but for NXT, and this is at the Performance Center, obviously, and here is a picture of what we saw here tonight. So the Performance Center definitely does not look like a gym anymore, that's for sure. In this photo, you can see that WWE really went all out and really dressed up the people to really look really, really spectacular. I mean, they have all of these laser lights. The intro to NXT TakeOver 31 was absolutely awesome. Like, it felt like you're at a rock show, like you're at a concert. And one of the things that WWE always does really well is their production. Their production is always top-notch. They're not messing around when it comes to really putting out the best up there. So, as you can see in this picture, or maybe the next picture that I pull up, you might be able to see better. But where it says NXT TakeOver, we do have these big screens that are essentially like the Thunderdome, you had fans tuning in virtually. And I will say this, I thought that the way that they shot it for NXT, it kind of seems like the fans, the screens were a lot higher. And I thought that it was a lot less distracting to watch it the way they did this time than they usually do on Raw and SmackDown. Uh, but here is another look at the Capital Wrestling Center. And what you can see here is that they have put uh, like a fence over or like chains over the plexiglass. I really like this. I thought that this added to the, you know, it really fits the NXT look with its edginess. You know, NXT tends to have a very unique look, totally different from Raw and SmackDown. So I really, really liked how this felt. I loved the ambience of NXT TakeOver uh, thus far with the Capitol Wrestling Center. So I will say that this addition of the CWC was definitely really awesome. Although I keep wanting, I keep wanting to call it the Thunderdome just because I'm so used to saying, oh, the Thunderdome, the Thunderdome. And so it's kind of throwing me off a little bit. But what did you guys think about this new incorporation into NXT and how they sort of transformed, how they transformed the performance center? So I'm going to go ahead and see what you guys are saying here as I pull up your guys' comments. All right. Oh, you. Oh, we got to talk about this. Actually, we will talk about this. Okay, JC710 says, the chains add the NXT edge. Yes, you took the words right out of my mouth. That is exactly what I was thinking about. Uh, Joseph Boza says, could this be a first step at getting fans back full-time or maybe NXT Underground? Uh, there was a lot of rumors about NXT Underground, and I know Sean Ross Sapp did talk about that on Fightful Select. So if you guys want to get more information on that, you guys can definitely check out Fightful Select because he has more information on NXT Underground and the concept and all 
all of that. So I'll leave you guys to go that direction to find out more accurate information on this. Uh, but I know that they did have you know, like friends and family today in the audience. Uh, they seem to have a few in there. I don't know exactly how many uh, If you guys know the number. Feel free to throw it in here. But from what I saw, I mean, you could only see so many of them. But there was a lot of uh, a lot of definitely a lot of cool things that they did that they did tonight. We have another super chat from Michael Esquiva who says the set looks so cool. I thought so too. Honestly, they did such a great job, but you know what though? They always really do a great job when it comes to that. Trekkie386 says having the fans there did help with the atmosphere. It really did. I agree. Uh, Chris DeZuba sends in another super chat. Thank you so much, Chris. You are awesome. He says the new look and setup was amazing. Yes, I 100% agree with you once again. And for those of you who want to get a really nice look at this, this was an awesome picture that was provided to me by WWE. So a really great shot of what it all looked like entirely. So overall, um, really good start to, oh, I do want to talk about that. So I loved the intro to NXT tonight, but I will say this, guys. I really miss Mauro Ronaldo on the show. I missed him so, so much because this show had a lot of hype going into it in terms of we were all really looking forward to Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor. There were so many matches we were looking forward to. You know, they have this big promotion with the Capitol Wrestling Center. So it had a lot more excitement going into tonight's show. And I really do think that not having Mauro Ronaldo on this show did kind of hurt it a little bit from the commentary aspect because there was so many times where I was like, oh my God, if Mauro Ronaldo was here, I think he would have done an awesome job at this or an awesome that job at that. And it's not to take anything away from the commentary team that's there right now. It's just that Mauro Ronaldo brings something so different to the table, so unique to the table that you cannot duplicate it. You cannot try to replicate it whatsoever. So I really do in that sense think that Mauro Ranallo was a big aspect of the show that would have just elevated it that much more when it comes to the commentary. Gianmarco Credi, who is a regular here on our streams, has I 113% agree. Carissa Lopez says, I'm impressed with the set. It just looks so cool, and you can't even tell that it's the PC. Yes, you can't tell whatsoever, and that's obviously the best part. D-Train Riot Maker says, Mama Mia, we would have gotten so many of those today. Uh, honestly, and shout out to Mongo Tehran who says hi. Thank you so much to coming for coming into the stream. Aaron Kane says, "I miss Morrow too. His commentary makes makes it so much better." Yes, and there was a specific match which I will get into later on that I think his commentary would have like driven that match even more so. But I will talk about that as we get into that. But guys, let's go ahead and kick it off. We're gonna start off with the opening match of the night, which was. Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT North American Championship. So I will say this, this was definitely one of the matches that I was most looking forward to going into tonight. Um, as you all know, I have been a very big fan of Damian Priest for a very, very long time. Ever since I started watching him in Ring of Honor, I just thought, God, this guy is incredible. And throughout his run in NXT, I've been really, really rooting for him just because I really do think he has so much of uh, uh, he has so much, uh, I can't, I potential is not even the right word. He has more than potential and I don't have the right word for what I want to describe Damian Priest, but I really, really like his work and Johnny Gargano, as we know, always brings, he, he, 
he always brings the best quality work when it comes to pro wrestling. So you just knew that these two guys were going to have a killer of a match. And so having them come in for the opening match, I thought was the perfect way to kick off NXT. Uh, Chris DeZuba says, who was the redhead at the commentary table that wasn't Beth sitting there? So thank you so much, Chris. I did want to mention that they did have stand-ins for today at the commentary table. And, um, it was a little bit interesting that they had stand-ins. I'm not going to say that I was a fan of it. I was not a fan of the stand-ins because it was a little bit distracting. For I, for a split second, thought that I was seeing Sasha Banks. I was like, wait, is that Sasha Banks? <laughs> it, I don't know why. It just completely threw me off. So I wasn't a fan of the stand-ins. Uh, I don't know how you all felt about the stand-ins. I mean, I kind of get why they were there, but I don't really think that they were needed. Needed, If anything, I thought they were a little bit distracting. But uh, let's go back to Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano. Um, I was so happy that this match kicked off the night. I thought it was the best way to sort of keep the momentum going in terms of, you know, really bringing in the hype for this show. And just right off the bat, we saw some awesome kicks from Damian Priest. There was very fast-paced action from Johnny Gargano. I thought Damian Priest came off looking like very powerful, very impactful with each and every single thing that he did in the ring. I mean, the guy just looks pretty dang awesome. Uh, they had a lot of uh, good builds to some of the near falls that they had in this match. They didn't have that many, which I thought made it even better because the few that they had, maybe like three or four that they had during this match, I thought uh, each of them was very well set up. Um, and then towards the end, I thought the last like few minutes were even even better. I thought it was really good. Uh, for a second, when George okay, so so Gargano kicked low blowed uh, Damian Priest, and then he gave him the super kick. I thought that he was actually going to win during this spot, and for a second, I was going to be so pissed because I really just wanted Damian Priest to win, which he did. So I'm glad that he didn't. But just know that after that spot, I really thought that it was over there. Um, so yes, the finish did come a little bit sudden though, but overall, it was a really good match and a really good opener. So let's go ahead and sort of uh, see what you guys were saying. What were your thoughts on this match here? Jobber JTJ says a great match Gargano's second best performance of the night and then Blaze says I think this was the best result because solidifies Priest as a credible and strong champion yes and I think the belt definitely does need some stability as well and he's uh, Damian Priest is doing a solid job with that Michael notes Gargano was amazing and then <laughs> JJC on the, co the the woman on commentary says she legit just stared at the TV and didn't move her lips. LOL. And Alice 11 says, love Johnny for so many reasons. One of which being that people think I look like him. It's got to be the beard. All righty. Well, you know what? It's not that bad to say that someone looks like Johnny Gargano. Ryan Smith says Priest should be booked better, in my opinion. He's got so many qualities you want for a top guy. He definitely has those qualities that you want for a top guy. And I do agree in the sense with you, Ryan, that for a while on NXT, he was kind of just floating around. But I definitely think that ever since he got the belt, he's starting to find his footing. So I do definitely see a direction uh, changing for him, for sure. Alrighty, guys. And then A Shock says, do you think Johnny and Candice should go to Raw? So that was one of the questions that I was going to have for you guys later tonight was whether or not we're going to be seeing Johnny Gargando and Candice LeRae move on over to Raw and SmackDown, especially after they both did not end up becoming champions at all tonight. So 
go ahead and send me your thoughts on that. But we will touch that on that a little bit more after we get into the Candice LeRae match. But Aaron does know Priest has been stealing the show at quite a few takeovers recently. He is so good he really is and i'm so happy that you know that triple h and people are at nxt are really seeing that because you can really tell that they're that they're not just having them there to just be just your regular anybody no he's actually there and he ha- they seem to be putting a purpose for him giamana market credit says gargano is great but since his turn he is losing too many matches but see the thing about johnny gargano is that he has done so much in nxt that he doesn't need all of these wins and all of these you know championships because he's already has the galore he already earned the credibility that he had to earn in nxt he's already re- and when you think of some of the best matches in nxt he's already the guy that comes up in that conversation and so I don't think that it hurts him too much. And for that being because of that, we might see him, you know, head on over to Raw or to SmackDown. Trekkie 386 says, Priest has plums of steel. (laughs) Uh, Carolina God says, all of these matches gave me chills. Honestly, it was just a solid pay-per-view. Aaron Cave says, Gargano never disappoints at takeovers. was a great start to a takeover. Uh, yes, honestly, a really, really great start. Uh, Kirk Buechner, I'm so sorry I messed up your last name. He says, I am a fan of yours and was first introduced to you on Talk, and it sucked that they didn't go live with reactions. I would have loved you if you went live with reactions. The Talk reactions are a lot of fun. I did one, I think it was for Extreme Rules uh, horror show, and so that was a really fun experience experience but thank you so much for for discovering me on wrestle talk and coming on here to my channel i know that i've been promoting so much stuff on like twitter and all of that so i'm kind of all over the place uh jobber jtj thank you so much for sending in another super chat he says nxt has to be using the halloween havoc set oh we will get into that we will get into that because i got graphics all right uh xander LS11 says, if they move people like Johnny and Candice to Raw or SmackDown, they have to send more people to NXT. And they haven't been very, very clear on how this whole Raw, SmackDown, NXT draft is going to go down. I feel like I still have a lot of questions, so I don't want to give any false information here. But I still feel like there's a lot of question marks up in the air in terms of the draft. And JJC says, I'm so stoked to see Halloween Havoc back legit. D-Train Riot Maker says, SmackDown would be the best place for the Garganos. Gargano versus Zane, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, etc. I agree with you, D-Train, but we don't know where Daniel Bryan or AJ Styles are going to end up after this draft. But if, let's just say there wasn't a draft and the Garganos were to go you know, to SmackDown, then yes, I agree with you on all of those matchups. Plus, it definitely does feel like Johnny Gargano has done just about everything he can possibly do on NXT. Alrighty, everyone, we're going to go ahead and move on to the next match. So here we go. Uh, the second match of the night was Kushida versus the Velveteen Dream, D-R-E-A-M. Alrighty, so this match essentially started off with Kushida uh, ambushing Dream, and uh, Vel- Velveteen Dream also came out dressed as Doc from Back to the Future. Um, I, oh, God, okay, so... I have good things to say about this match and I have some maybe not so great things to say about this match. And I think you can all predict what the good things are and what the bad things are. So I'm just going to start off with the good aspects of this match. This match was good. Um, It wasn't my favorite of the night. And the stuff that was good was all Kushida. 
I mean, he is definitely one of the best workers in the company, guys. Maybe even top five. Like, no joke. This guy is legit incredible and amazing at all of the good adjectives that you can think of. Um, Velveteen Dream, I think, has sort of been exposed per se with the lack of audience i think that a lot of the greatness that velveteen dream had you know pre-covid and all of this uh was really because of the fan engagement because of the audience he was there to feed off he really did well when it came to feeding off of the crowd and all of that but i feel that now that that element has been taken away due to covid it feels like he's really being exposed in, in terms of his offense was not good whatsoever throughout this match he felt really really elementary here i mean it was just i didn't really think that he did good i thought his overselling was not realistic whatsoever and so i was not a fan of his work here at all tonight however i do also think that a lot of everything that has been happening, all the controversy that has been surrounding Velveteen Dream has really, really put a downer in the sense that it is kind of hard for me to watch Velveteen Dream matches because I am aware of every controversy that is surrounding him and as you guys are as well. And so it really takes me away from his matches. It's kind of like, I'm not a fan. I don't really want to see him wrestle just because I feel that after everything that came out about him, it was just really hard to kind of, you know, get into him and all and all of that. I don't know if you guys feel this way, if it, if it makes you uncomfortable, but this one sort of does for me. I'm not a fan, but I am a fan of Kushida. I think he's freaking wonderful and i'm so glad that he got this win and if he did not get this win oh i would have been pissed guys i would have been so mad and i did i i also thought that velveteen dream should have tapped out a lot earlier in this match okay it just it did it wasn't believable that he that he hung out that that he kept going that long in this match considering that Kushida was really destroying that left arm of his like he really was destroying that arm um Lastly, I did love the post-match beatdown by Kushida that he did not stop on Velveteen Dream. I thought that was great. Whether or not this is a write-off of Velveteen Dream, I do not know, okay? I do not know, but it did come across my mind. But enough of what I have to say. What did you guys think about Velveteen Dream versus Kushida? Also, feel free to send in any Super Chats throughout this stream. It really helps me a lot. Uh... And so, yeah, let's go ahead and get into this. A-Shock says, Kashida McFly destroyed Dream. Exactly. Matthew Makovsky says, this match was just not for me. With the reports, I just couldn't watch it. Thank you so much, Matthew. So I think you and I are on the same page where when stuff like this is, you know, brought to light, it kind of makes you see somebody in a different perspective. And there are certain things that I can say, okay, I can separate the athlete from whatever drama that he's going through or whatever, but I cannot separate the reports of Velveteen Dream with who he is, you know, in character wise. I just can't separate the two, unfortunately. So I'm sorry about that. Jopper JTJ says, weakest match of the night and match dragged, hard to watch Dream. Kushida was awesome and love his new edge. And then Aaron says, Kushida versus Damian Priest for the North American title at Halloween Havoc and then puts a little prayer. Um, I would definitely be all here for that. Trekkie 386 notes, good things. Kushida won. Bad. Dream kept his arm attached. <laughs> Kushida was awesome. Oh, man, guys, we are just not 
friends with Velveteen Dream right now, are we? <laughs> Jose San Diego says Velveteen is a great showman, but not a good wrestler. Yes, I agree with that. And D-Train Riot Maker notes, exposed is the right word, Denise. I was wondering if anybody was going to catch that. Richard Martinez says, it's so awkward to watch his matches. Yes, I agree. A Shock says Doc Brown should sue Velveteen Dream. And Xander Ellis 11 says Dream makes me extremely uncomfortable to watch now. I kept trying to find other things to talk about when the match was on. Oh, my mom was here watching the show. Well, she was not watching the show, but she was here. And I told my mom the whole story. And she was like, what? What is he still doing there? And I had no answer to give her on that one. And uh, Joseph Boza says this fell as a replacement for the tag titles that was teased between Brizango, Oni Lorcan, Danny Birch, and Undisputed Era. And Freaks of Wrestling Podcast says, I love full on heel Kushida. And Chris says, I can't stand Valvatine Dream. And then Matthew Makofsky says, the way she said my last name, dead. I'm so sorry. I'm going to butcher lots of names on this stream. And Marcus Ryan says, it would be cool to see Demon Balor at Halloween Havoc. Yes, I did not think about that. But yes, keep the Halloween theme going, right? And here's the thing about Halloween Havoc is that you can have so much fun with a show like this. And since we are talking about it now, now is a great time to bring up the fact that WWE announced that they are bringing Halloween Havoc, NXT Halloween Havoc, on October 28th. For those of you who are wondering, that is a Wednesday, so it's not like a separate pay-per-view or anything. It's it's a it's an NXT special, and it's going to be named Halloween Havoc, and it has been 20 years, everyone, 20 years since the last Halloween Havoc, and this is probably like the coolest name that you can possibly think of when it comes to a pay-per-view, especially like just think about like Halloween Havoc. They can really do so much with it. The fact like they own the name, so might as well use it and have some fun with it. And I also sent out a tweet and I put that they should definitely have the inflatable pumpkin and the gargoyle. If they do not have this, at NXT Halloween Havoc, I will be very, very, very disappointed. So please know that going into this. Uh, they also did announce that Shotzi Blackheart, Blackheart would be hosting this event. So awesome opportunity for Shotzi, especially, I mean, we all know she has like the right look to be the host of Halloween Havoc. But I mean, just it's a really fun thing for uh, Shotzi to have this opportunity. Kevin Wilkes says, Shotzi host Halloween Havoc makes so much sense. Exactly. Exactly. And let's see if anybody else has a thought on this. Jose Santiago says, why is Shotzi on the Havoc poster? Very clearly that spot belongs to Ember. Howling at the moon. Yes, that is a that is a smart uh, note there. But yeah, it's definitely Shotzi's night, especially because she's been on such a hot streak. People love her. I don't know anybody who doesn't love Shotzi Blackheart. And okay, so the last time I saw Shotzi was at Expo Lucha and I was riding the elevator with her. And had I known that she was like gonna go off like literally like a month later to WWE, I wish I would have been able to like talk to her a little bit more, but I missed out on my opportunity. But I always have that one elevator ride that we had together. And Trekkie386 says we need our pumpkin. And 
Fat Laces Picola says Halloween Havoc sponsored by Slim Jim back in the day. And A Shock also says they need stick Snickers as a sponsor. Shotzi is a human energy drink at amped up to 11,000. Oh, dude, Shotzi Blackheart is awesome. But speaking of awesome, it is now time to talk about our third match of the evening. And I will say this I didn't think this match was going to be as good as it was. And the match that I am talking about is Santos Escobar versus Isaiah Swerve Scott for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. And I'm just going to start off by saying that Santos Escobar is a goddamn star. All right, Gar guys, S-T-A-R, star. I mean, look at the way he came out, guys. Not everybody can exude that sort of personality, that sort of persona, but Santos Escobar, he really has the total package, man. And I cannot wait to see this guy in the main title picture because Santos Escobar is legit. Now, I do want to say this, that I didn't, okay, so I said that I, I said that I didn't think that this match would really, I guess you can say, be one of my favorites, but it ended up being one of my favorites of the night. Maybe my third favorite match of the night. Um, just, it was a very exciting match. It ended up being a lot more entertaining. I think the right guy definitely won with Santos Escobar, but there were a lot of few moments throughout tonight's show that for a second, I thought that Isaiah was going to take this match. For a second, I really did see him winning it. And I really wanted Santos Escobar to win. So I was invested. I was like, oh my God, no, is, is, is Santos Escobar going to lose? Oh my God. And sometimes, you know, my like brain gets in the way of me enjoying certain matches. Like, oh, okay, we already know who's going to win. So whatever, I can't even get into this match. No, that was completely stripped away from me during this one because I really believe that, uh, that Isaiah might have just had an opportunity to actually win this match. Um, especially the last five minutes of this match, I thought were really, really great. I even thought that the last few minutes of this match were a lot better than Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano. And I just finished putting over this match tremendously. So the fact that I loved like the last five minutes of this match a lot more, I think should tell you everything. And I also want to say that these are the kind of matches that we need to be having for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship because it makes the title even that much more important. This Because a lot of people are like, oh, Cruiserweight titles. Okay, let's not take this seriously whatsoever. But when you have matches like this with guys like Santos Escobar and Isaiah Swerve Scott that are putting you know everything that they have into it it really really does elevate the bout so um so honestly awesome job on this one guys like awesome job but what did you all think of this match go ahead and throw in your opinions because I will be going ahead and going through them also reminder feel free to send in a super chat as it really helps me out on this channel um whenever you guys do Xander SLS11 says most into cruiserweight title match I have been since Murphy versus Ali at Survivor Series. Yes, I agree with you on that one. There isn't very many cruiserweight title matches that I can say I really got into. And definitely Murphy Ali is would be one of them. Or uh, even when we had like Cedric Alexander in the picture for that. So yeah, I agree with you. 
Jobber JTJ wants to know if we're going to be seeing the fiend on Halloween Havoc. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to say I don't think so, but you never know because anything can happen in the WWE. Freaks of Wrestling Podcast says Finn Balor is on the way to the hospital to get an x-ray on his jaw. Triple H says, oh, snap. I know that Triple H media call is going on right now, which obviously I'm not on because I'm here. So I do not know what is being said right now. So thank you so much, Freaks of Wrestling Podcast, for letting me know. Felicia 24 7G says, I thought that Isaiah was going to win, in my opinion. Yeah, he fooled me for a second, guys. They fooled me. I was so sure that Santos Escobar was going to win. But for a second, I really did think that Isaiah might was probably going to walk out with that belt. So I agree with you on, on that one, Felicia. And Lenny says, hey, Denise. What's up, Lenny? And... um. Okay, Broken Freaking Nexus, who the hell was that Ashante guy that interfered in that match? I have no idea who he is. So that is Ashante V. Adonis, uh, essentially making his debut in this match and attacking Legado del Fantasma. Um, I am not that familiar with him, so I am kind of on your same boat here. But hopefully as we go through, we'll obviously learn a lot more about him. But from what I do know, based on what we've seen tonight, he seems like a pretty athletic guy. He seems like he's got, you know, some charisma in there because he didn't do a backstage interview and he he did pretty well, guys. So, um, yeah. A-Shock says, are you watching 205 Live? Guys, I do not watch 205 Live. There, there's, I don't watch 205 Live. I, there's just so much going on. So, no. Uh, Aaron Kame says, I was thinking, why didn't they use Escobar all those months ago instead of Austin Theory? Would have made so much sense having Andrade. Garza and Escobar, what a great match. It was, though, interesting. Um, Interesting. And Jobber JTJ says, a fantastic, great professionally wrestling match joined for my match of the night. And let's see what else you guys are saying. Oh, thank you. Okay, Vijay Mohan says, Ashanti Adonis is a former Tahuti Miles. Thank you so much for sending in uh, this information. That was definitely needed. So thank you so much to Vijay Mohan. Han. And then Planet Dan says this was such a great takeover. Yes, I literally said that right in the beginning because I think it was awesome. And Joseph Boza says the NXT Cruiserweight Championship is just there. They had to put it on Escobar, who debuted in the tournament because of the pandemic. We have two Cruiserweight Champions, Jordan Devlin, number two. And yes, I agree with you in the sense that they really do need... Um, they really do need somebody like a Santos Escobar, again, to really make that title actually mean something. And, all right, oh, shout out to James Freeman. who says, hey, Denise, thank you so much, James, for coming on here. Thank you so much. And then Jose Santiago says, a little hesitant on Ashante. WWE doesn't know how to write black characters. They fall back on stereotypes. That's unfortunate. And we do tend to see that a lot of the times when it comes to, you know, black wrestlers and Latino wrestlers as well. We, de we do definitely see that a lot. So hopefully, hopefully we don't, especially because, you know, it really shouldn't matter what your skin color is in order to be a good wrestler or an entertainment, an entertainer. Marcus Ryan says, I have faith that they will use the Halloween Havoc set. They brought back the, they brought back the in your house one. I really hope they do. Alrighty guys, let's go ahead and move on. So we just finished talking about Santos Escobar and Isaiah Swerve Scott, which was a hell of a match. They really went all out there. That's, I guess you can say the overall summary of this match, but now let's get into the NXT women's championship match, which was Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae. 
Um, ooh, okay. So I do have to say that unfortunately, I thought this was the weakest match on the card. Um, I was expecting a little bit more for this one. I really was. And I don't, I, I, I think that I was a bigger fan of their match at NXT Toronto than, um, NXT TakeOver Toronto from last year than I was for this one. And I'm kind of bummed about that because I was really, really looking forward to this match. You know, I just had an interview with Candice LeRae. And for a second, I kind of thought that Candice LeRae was going to win this match. I thought we were going to come out and see her be champion, but that definitely did not happen. So that's why I'm wondering if maybe, just maybe, we might be seeing their Garganos, you know, leave NXT and, you know, go to Raw or SmackDown. Now, I did ask Candice LeRae in that interview if NXT would sort of play a part in this, and if so, if she would want to move to Raw or SmackDown. And obviously she told me that she's, she and Johnny Gargano are happy at NXT, that they love NXT, but she also did tell me you just never know what can happen because, you know, you, you know, a lot of the stars, they find out like during that moment, which, which, brought, which brand they're going to be on. So she did emphasize that to me in the interview. So now I'm starting to think that maybe... That was a little, uh, I don't know, maybe a little Easter egg to us possibly getting to see the Garganos elsewhere. I don't know. I can be completely wrong on this, but that's just sort of a theory here. Um, but I did think that the match was a little bit distracting uh, with Johnny Gargano coming out and, you know, putting on the referee t-shirt on. I didn't really care for that very much. Uh, I, I didn't really like how this played out, to be honest. I thought that this match went in a totally different direction from what I expected. Um, um, I did think that the, uh, the finisher was cool. Uh, EO did the Spanish fly and then a moonsault. That looked badass. But I mean, other than that, there wasn't really much that I really enjoyed from this match. So let's see what you guys are saying. JJC710 says, I thought this match was a bit slow paced in so many spots. I agree. He says, there were some quick spots, but most of them were slow. And Jobber JTJ says, I love this match, especially Gargano, LOL. If he's a heel, why not fast count and screw EO the babyface? I think he tried doing the fast count, but it just didn't really work out very well for him. Marcus Ryan says, he saw my interview with Candice LeRae and that it was very good. Thank you so much, Ryan, Marcus, for, for watching that show. <laughs> I mean, sorry, that interview. God. Okay, uh, Joseph Bosa says, Amen, Denise. I was a fan of Shirai versus LeRae 1. It felt like Candice mainly got the shot in storyline because she is Johnny's wife. Candice took 17 years to get to WWE. Yes, it did take her a while to get to WWE, but what she did during that time was was phenomenal. She opened a lot of doors for women in women's wrestling, especially a lot of the work that she did in PWG is like very, very, you know, regarded very highly here. Uh, Trekkie386 says, I love the ending of this match. Johnny had me laughing. He reminded me of a toddler with his tantrum. There was a, a funny a funny photo, which I did not. You know what? Give me a second. I think I can actually pull the photo up here if I still have it. So Johnny Gargano pulled made like a very funny face in this match afterwards. Check it out. I'm about to show you guys the picture here. This is the Johnny Gargano a mean face. And I was going to post this as a meme, but I couldn't think of a good caption. So I didn't post it. But this is the one that I was uh, that I'm assuming you're referring to here in terms of Johnny Gargano's reaction. So, yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, but, yes, overall, I would say that it was probably my least favorite 
of the matches here. And then A Shock says, I like Candace's character justifying her heel turn. Dude, I love how they're justifying all of this. I love the promos and the segments that we've been getting with the Garganos when they're having their dinner, when they're at their house. And I did talk to Candace LeRae about this in the interview too. And she talks about how Disney and Disney princesses and all of you know this Disney world really inspired her character and everything that she's doing in the ring. And I just thought that was really cool to hear because you know she really talks about this uh you know how she incorporated all of this disney elements into what she does on nxt which i thought was very very fun and very unique and you know a really good way to you know inspire your work lenny says yeah i watched your candace Lorraine interview it was a good interview denise thank you so much lenny and xander says he has a caption for me for that johnny gargano photo he says here's a caption when they tell you and Candice, when they tell you, you and Candice are going to separate shows on the draft. <laughs> oh man. And Patricia Martinez also sends in another caption for that photo. When Vince tells the Garganos that they're going to the main roster. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. All right, so you guys all came up with some better ones. Maybe I will use that eventually down the line. Alrighty, everyone. So after this match, oh, okay. we. we Two major things happened on this match that I was almost completely going to skip by accident. So we had the return of not one, but two women's wrestlers. And they are numero uno, Tony Storm, which holy moly, I love Tony Storm, guys. Like I mentioned this at the top of the podcast. I have always been a Tony Storm fan. I think she's so cool and she's so easily likable. She's the girl all the girls want to be like, I want to be Tony Storm. So I was very, very excited to see her. And I'm very excited to see what they're going to do with Tony Storm, because I really think that they have not just a champion on their hands, but a star. I definitely see Tony Storm being like one of the top women in the company for sure. Like down the line, I can see her becoming, you know, like a Charlotte Flair or a Becky Lynch, you know, somebody like that, a Sasha Banks, Bailey, you name it. I definitely see it happening for Tony Storm. Alrighty, everyone. Uh, but we also have to talk about the second return, which was Ember Moon. Guys, this was really, really cool to see. As I mentioned earlier, she was out for a long time. I think she had an Achilles tendon surgery, which from what I heard is a very, very difficult uh, injury to sort of get over with because it's just it's a really hard I mean I've never been injured in my life never never less than Achilles tendon so I can't really tell you what goes into this but I do know that it was you know a journey for her to get back here on NXT and I mean look at her guys she looks phenomenal the hair the makeup the you know the Mad Max type of look she looks fantastic and I thought the way that they promoted her um you know coming in the way she made her debut the, with the you know the motorcycle and the green i don't even know what you call it those editing effects that they did i thought it looked fantastic so i mean overall really good stuff we have another super chat from chris dezuba chris thank you so much you are singly hand you are single-handedly funding my life right now chris says caption 
Denise isn't on that show. Oh, okay, that's a really good one, guys. I'm a, I'm essentially becoming the Charlotte Flair of wrestling podcast for those of you who do not know. So a really good caption, Chris DeZuba. Um, but let's see what you guys have to say in terms of go ahead and send in your thoughts on Tony Storm, Ember Moon, send them in. Kevin Wilkes says, totally agree. Tony Storm could be one of the faces of the company. Yes, guys, she's a babe. Oh, I love her. All right. Um, let's see who else I was trying to. Okay. Okay. Aaron says, Io Shirai versus Ember Moon. Take my money. Yes. Throw in a five for me because I'm definitely there for that. A Shock says, Glad Ember is back. By J Mohan says, Caption for the Gargano mean when you hear Denise dislikes the Reigns versus Uso match. Oh my God, Vi J. I got so many angry people on my YouTube for that. Like there were so many people, well, maybe not so many. There were a couple of people that were not happy with my thoughts on that in my YouTube comment section. And you guys are all nice here. But there are those like, you know, people that are like, how dare you? And I'm like, calm down. It's wrestling. So I had a different opinion than yours. Calm down. You need to calm down. Uh, Joseph Boza says, this was like, what? To me, this feels like a huge loss in the Raw women's division. Now was the perfect time to bring Ember back to Raw. Interesting. So you kind of fell opposite here. But you know what, Joseph Boza, you are allowed to have your own opinion. And I'm not going to be like, what's wrong with you? Like some people do. But it's okay. Um, Broken Freaking Next says, people thought it was going to be Bo Dallas. Yes, I know. I, I thought that for a second too. But but I wasn't fully sure. I really didn't. I wasn't convinced. I wasn't convinced. I was like maybe 2% convinced. Uh, Broken Freaking Neck also says, with the way they buried him on the main roster, there was no way he could have recovered by coming to NXT. No one would have taken seriously. Yeah, that's unfortunately, that was why I didn't really buy it. I just didn't really buy that they would put that much effort into promoting his return, which is very unfortunate to say, but that's just what I thought. Oh, Kirk Buechner here says Tony Storm is greater than Rhea Ripley. Dude, Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley. Oh, they're one of a kind, guys. Blaze says if they make a triple threat match with Shirai, Moon, and Storm, what kind of theme or gimmick would be interesting to use considering it's Halloween season? Oh, ooh, that's some good. I don't know. I don't know. You guys submit your ideas here because I don't have a really good one, but I'm all for doing something really fun, especially for Halloween Havoc. I want to see like crazy stuff happen, like quirky stuff. I'm into that. I don't care. I like that type of stuff. We have another super chat. Uh, the Nerd Guru. Thank you so much for sending in a super chat. He says, Ember and Tony should be immediately next in line. Skip Rhea. She's been so derailed since April. She needs to go to the main roster. Interesting here. Okay. See, this is the problem, guys. The problem is there are so many freaking talented women on this roster that you're like, give the belt to this person. Crap. Wait, I love that person too. Give the belt to them. Oh wait, I like this person too. Give the belt to them. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing the belt on any of these women, but I mean, obviously not everybody can have the belt. That's just not the way things work. But that's the thing that because there's so much talent on that roster, you you can argue that so many different people can have that bout. And so I wouldn't necessarily say skip Rare Ripley. Like, yeah, I get it. Maybe she's not as she's she's doing a different she's going a different route right now. She's doing her thing with Raquel. She's going that direction right now, which is perfectly fine because they can always circle back. But Ember and Tony would definitely be somebody to, you know, put the belt on afterwards. But uh 
you know, Io Shirai, she's getting up there, guys. She's doing great, great work. And I still see her being the champion for quite some time. Alrighty, Lenny says, but unlike Charlotte, I like seeing Denise everywhere. <gasps> Are you not a Charlotte Flair fan? How dare you? I love Charlotte Flair. Are you kidding me? By the way, Charlotte Flair, God, she is so cool. Like, I've interviewed Charlotte Flair, I think, twice now. And both times, I swear to God, I felt like we were best friends for life. So one day, I hope to be best friends with Charlotte Flair, everyone. And Felicia 247G says, I kind of wish it was Bo Dallas, but I'm not hating. And Ashok wants to know when Halloween Havoc is. It's on October 28th. It's on a Wednesday. So it's an NXT special. So it's not like a separate pay-per-view. It's a special on NXT. So that one should be really, really hot. And Matt Simpson says, ah, Amber Moon is back. And Lenny says, please show me the Johnny meme face again. Well, you know what, guys? I give the people what they want. And here it is the Johnny meme face once again, um, because Lenny wanted to see it. So here it is again, everybody. All righty, everyone. Uh, I'm trying to see what I was, I wanna, I'm trying to read as many comments as I possibly can. Okay, Jobber JTJ says, Triple H confirmed that everyone at the PC were scanned and tested, kept in the pods, escorted from the pods, and they followed safety protocols. Jobber JTJ, thank you so much for keeping us posted on everything that's going on in the Triple H media call. You are awesome. Lenny says, Denise likes the quirky stuff, but what about the kinky stuff, Denise? Question mark. Oh, I cannot answer that. I cannot answer that. You will just have to, I don't know. Imagine that for yourself. All right, I'm moving on. This conversation has gotten out of hand. Uh, Gianmarco Credi says, Rhea is ready to be a star on the main roster. Dude, she's been ready to be a star, period, for a long, long time. I actually felt really bad when I was watching, God, what was I watching on the network? I was watching something on the network where everybody was talking about WrestleMania 36 and um you know what was supposed to happen and how it all ended up turning out and i rem and i was watching the clip of Rhea ripley and she's in uh she's in tampa in the you know the the stadium where wrestlemania 36 was supposed to be held and she's you know looking around thinking she's gonna have her big moment oh i felt so bad that she didn't get her wrestlemania moment and it ended up having to be in the pc oh definitely Felicia 247G says, do you think it hurts the Raw Women's Division? Mm, I think the Raw Women's Division has, you know, they have people. I mean, they have Bianca Belair. They have people. They just need to work on it a little bit more. There needs to be some twerks. I mean, they have Mickey James who's doing great stuff. Asuka's a great champion. I mean, they have a lot of potential there. A-Shock says, Rhea to SmackDown? Question mark. Now, SmackDown needs a lot of women. SmackDown needs a little bit more help on the women's end than Raw does, if anything. And JJC, oh, thank you so much, JJC. He says, it's the show must go on. Alouad's the Chronicle episode. Thank you. Yes, that's what I watched. I forgot what I watched, everyone. I've been watching so much wrestling that my brain is exploding and I don't even know what I'm watching anymore. <laughs> All right. Um, but guys, it is now time to talk about our main event. Holy, holy Toledo, holy guacamole. Like Sean Ross Sapp says, 
hot dog. Here we go, guys. Our main event is, uh, it was the NXT Championship match, Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly. So this was the match that everyone, when I asked, what match are you most looking forward to? And I knew people were going to say Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly. I still asked, though, because I'm nice and I want to know what people have to say. And everybody was definitely Finn Balor, Kyle O'Reilly. And this match did not, and I mean did not, disappoint. When you think of wrestling and a straight-up wrestling match, if this match does not pop into your mind right away, you're doing it wrong, everyone, because this was fantastic. I mean, both guys, I just tweeted this, both guys knew what the hell they were doing. This is the reason this match is the reason why I cannot get into stuff like Raw Underground because that is not legit. This, what we saw tonight, Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly, is legit. So, honestly, awesome stuff. Let's just kind of talk about it. Kyle O'Reilly's strikes in this match looked phenomenal. Very crisp. Added a lot to this match. I mean... It was just a really, really uh, great stuff. And I think my favorite thing about it was the fact that they, how they transitioned into different holds and everything that they did in between, like even the part where they had, uh, uh, I think Kyle O'Reilly was trying to get the arm, the arm bar on Finn, but Finn was locking his hand so that Kyle wouldn't be able to get it on him. And they had this like moment on the screen where you can see their fingers like separating and they made it so dramatic and it just really really added like this whole experience to the match and this okay so earlier I said that I miss Mauro Ronaldo and I said that one of the matches that really really needed him there was a match that really really needed him and this was it guys we really needed Mauro on commentary for this match because obviously with his MMA knowledge, his MMA has MMA MMA work, he would have brought so much information as to what these guys were doing, you know, really describing the in-between transitions from hold to hold. So I do think that his expertise and knowledge of this would have elevated this match even more so because there was so much that they did there that I think would have been really great to have explained to the viewers that were watching this. So um but honestly, this was such a great stuff. I mean, the ending was a lot of fun at the end. I mean, they were both bleeding from their mouth. There's a shot of Finn Balor that's just like, you know, blood and I mean, I was going to say blood and guts, but that's a little bit too dramatic now. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, it was a really, really awesome match. Finn Balor did end up winning, but man, this match was really good, guys. And in the end, we did see Ridge Holland take out Adam Cole. And this was phenomenal, too, because Ridge Holland, dang, there is no one like Ridge Holland right now. He is bringing this new level and intensity to NXT that we don't always see. And that was he's so far from what I've seen on Ridge Holland, I am getting on his bandwagon before he takes off and becomes even more popular. I'm going to say I was on the Ridge Holland bandwagon as it is because he's really, really awesome. And so I love that they, you know, brought him in and that he's working with guys like Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, that he's being put in these storylines with him because it's making him seem like that much more of a big deal. And that's exactly what you need to do with younger guys, guys that are, you know, still, you can say in the developmental not like development, but developmental. They're still, you know, getting up there. They're obviously not your Johnny Garganos or Tommaso Ciampas of the world, but they're making their way there. So I did like the way they incorporated him into the storyline. They're, you know, 
they're adding the sense of like, oh, is he connected? Is he aligned with Finn Balor? We don't know. So I love all the facets and different layers that they're adding to the storyline, which is why I was a fan of how they utilized Rich Holland at the end of this match. So, I mean, woo, overall, just good. It was good shit, pal. Did I say that right? I don't know if I said that right, but it was good shit okay <laughs> all righty let's see what you guys had to say about this guys send in your comments let's get into it what is the chat saying here a shock says caption to the Jar johnny gargano photo my reaction to the main event Yes, 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 yes. And then uh, Jobber JTJ says Kyle O'Reilly looked great in defeat. A new top baby star, babyface star is made from one match. Yes, thank you so much, Jobber JTJ, for saying that because I agree with you. I when Kyle O'Reilly, you know, won the tournament to to the Gauntlet Eliminator to get this opportunity, I was not completely sold on it. To be honest, I wasn't like, I was like, all right, whatever. But after this match, I became a way bigger fan here, honestly. Uh, Aaron Kimes says, O'Reilly is so damn good. Push him as a main eventer. If they don't after tonight, I, I I can't, I don't know, I wouldn't even have an answer for you as to why not. Trekkie386 says Finn versus Kyle was definitely worth the wait. You had every reason to believe Kyle was going to win. And that's the thing when they can get this like rise out of you where you don't really know like what can happen. It's like, you know, it's really... It's really, it, it's a, it adds, you know, a lot more fun and a lot more entry where you just really don't know who can take it. Lenny says, D, the nicest women in wrestling media. Thank you. Aaron says, the main event was a technical masterclass from both. Really good description of that. I 100% agree with you, uh, Aaron. And Anthony Bruno says, we have two rivals, Trinity or McGuffey. Who do you want to win? Wash High Prexies versus Trinity Hillers or Wash High Prexies versus McGuffey Highlanders? I don't know. Blaze says, who can be next in line for Balor? Also, does Ridge Holland mean this will be the prelude to the Undisputed Era implosion? Possibly. Possibly. I love see it. Like I said, so many layers in the storyline. Chris DeZuba says, what a technical wrestling gem. It is definitely match of the year. Yes, I can definitely see that becoming match of the year. It's definitely a candidate and top notch for a lot of might be top notch for a lot of people on their match of the year list. Brad Bell says Kyle selling of the kidney shot made that match. Dude, they did a lot of really good stuff. Kevin B says, great point. A shock says Morrow is a Kyle O'Reilly guy. And Jobber JTG says Triple H just doesn't know if NXT is part of the draft. Oh, did he just say that on the media call? Okay. Felicia 24-7G says, we can all agree that Raw Underground sucks. Yeah, I have to agree. Broken Freaking Neck says, my friend told me that maybe a fish. It was Fish and Strong who attacked Cole, and they had Ridge carrying him to the ring. Interesting theory. Len, uh, where did I go? I had, oh, I have a few super chats, guys. Oh, oh, here we go. We got some super chats. Thank you so much to Kirk Buchner for sending in a super chat. He says, you have read two of my comments and have mispronounced my last name. I feel like we're becoming friends in a way. Wait, you're still allowing me to be your friend, even though I messed up your names. <laughs> he says, my last name is Beekner. Oh, okay. Thank you so much for that, Beekner, because I would have never guessed it with the spelling. I'm so sorry. Um, if I, You know what? If I don't know somebody's last name, I'm just going to say your first name, but I will try to remember Kirk Beekner, okay? The Kirk, thank you so much for sending in a super chat. You are awesome. 
And the nerd guru says, I think Roddy and Fish faked the whole Ridge thing. I think they attacked Adam Cole. The nerd guru, thank you so much for sending in the super chat. And I like this theory. I think it's a very uh, interesting theory. Joseph Boza says, Triple H just mentioned on the post-media scrum that both Finn and Kyle were looked by WWE Medical. Finn was taken to the local hospital with fears of a broken jaw. Kyle, not sure. Dude, well, did you see the blood on him? I mean, come on. You don't know. We don't know. I, I would not be surprised whatsoever. And JJC710 says, I think they need to do a rematch at Halloween Havoc. Yes, with all the rematches in this company, I want to see one more again. You know what? If we're going to be seeing rematch, I guess this is not one that we would necessarily argue we don't want to see. All righty, guys. So there you go. That was tonight's NXT TakeOver 31. Please feel free to send in any last-minute questions, comments, or concerns over on this chat. But while you guys send those in, I do want to let you guys know that in the bottom of this you know, YouTube video, in the description box, I have, I am a, I have a Amazon affiliates link. So what this means is that I am now an Amazon influencer affiliate person. So if you guys do any shopping on Amazon, feel free to first start off your experience on Amazon by clicking on my link. You do not have to buy from my storefront as long as you start shopping by clicking on my link. It, I do get a percentage of that money and um, it would be a really great way just to sort of help me out. So if you do any shopping on Amazon, please make sure to start off with my link. Once again, you can find that link over in the description box. Plus, as you all know, I'm pretty much recapping each and every single thing. On Mondays, you guys can find me doing the post-Raw review show with Sean Ross Sapp on Fightful. On Wednesdays, which is like my new favorite day because I am officially part of the F4W Wrestling Observer team. So on F4W Online, I do have a show each and every single Wednesday night. And on that show, I host and produce it just like I do this show here. And I, you know, talk about AEW, NXT, and whatever else is going on for the wrestling week. So make sure to check that out on F4W Online. And that is Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Pacific 11 p.m. Eastern time. And then Friday mornings, I am on Wrestle Talk at 9 a.m. Pacific is when they usually upload the Wrestle Talk podcast, which you can check out on Wrestle Talk's podcast channel. And I host that, I co-host that with Luke Owen. So make sure you guys check that out. And then also on Fridays, I do the Sports Kita Smackdown with Review with Rick Uchino. So make sure you check that out as well. Plus, I will be doing the AEW post-show review shows post pay-per-view review recaps oh god on f4w's twitch channel so there is so much going on so after each and every single aew pay-per-view i will be recapping the show on their twitch channel but i will still be doing the wwe post pay-per-view shows on my youtube channel and i will be back on october 24th everyone i will be doing a review just like this of impact bound for glory that's going to be on october 24th so if you are an impact wrestling fan Please come on over to my channel and I will be recapping Bound for Glory. And then right after, literally the day after, October 25th, I will be also back here on my YouTube channel recapping WWE's Hell in a Cell. So like the Johnny Gargano face makes a lot is 
going on with me. But you guys will always be able to keep up with each and every single thing I do by following me on Twitter or on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Guys, wow, I had a lot of things to say. Uh, lastly, let me go ahead and read some of the last comments that we have in here. Uh, Trekkie 3866. Three success. Very good show. Enjoyed all of Takeover and chatting with you. Have a great night. Thank you so much, Trekkie. Jonathan Hedman says, You rock just like this show. Thumbs up. Thank you so much. Joseph Boza says, Awesome recap as always, Denise. Xander says, Thanks for a really fun stream. Denise, you're always welcome to continue your run as the Charlotte Flair of Wrestling Podcast over at LS11 Universe. Anthony Bruno says a century conference game of the year. Wash high prexies at Trinity Hillers on 812 WPNT or 802 KDKA. Okay. Felicia says Strong and Fish are going to attack Adam and Riley. And Matt Simpson says the Fiend or the Demon Finn Balor need to be at Halloween Havoc. I agreed. Gianmarco Credi says good night, Denise. See you tomorrow on Fightful. Lenny says, ooh, Denise on the... Denise is a corporate bigwig now. I remember when she was just a shy new girl on X-Pac Wrestling Podcast. Oh, my God. You go way back, Lenny. That is awesome. Oh, my God. Richard Martinez says, Denise going beast. Chris DeSuva says, great stream, Denise. Uh, thank you so much to Aaron, Kirk, David, who also sent in some comments basically saying that I'm awesome and fun. So thank you guys so much. A Shocks ends the night with be safe and have a great night. Also, thank you so much to Henry Portillo for the you are amazing comments. And... By Jane Mohan says, Denise, do you even have time to sleep with all of these jobs? I always have time to sleep. I love sleep, so I always find time. All righty, everyone. I'm done. I'm sweating. This was a really, really fun night, and I cannot wait to see you guys again back here. I'm sorry, not back here, but on Wednesday. Please, guys, do not forget to check out Speak Now Pro Wrestling on F4W Online's YouTube channel, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern Time. And make sure to follow me on Twitter or on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Until next time, I'll see you guys later. Make sure to give this video a like and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Goodbye, everyone. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please don't forget to leave me a super nice review and a five-star rating. Plus, make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo for funny wrestling commentary, guest updates, silly live stuff, and more.